you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And thanks for being patient with me this morning. Had daddy duty and some personal business to attend to, so getting this recap out a little late. But quite honestly, probably not the best thing in the world that I had some time to decompress after last night's rather frustrating 60-53 to loss to the Ole Miss Rebels. And frankly, I don't have a lot of notes in front of me right at the moment. I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to even say about this game. So how about that for a tease, huh? But you know what? As they say in the broadcasting business, there is energy in this microphone. So we're going to figure something out one way or the other. And I guess I'll just start with something I said this morning on Twitter, which is really all I've said about this game so far. And that's saying, quote, fire the coach is always the easiest take. And quite honestly, of course, after another frustrating loss here during SEC play, well, the fire Conzo crowd is out in full force. And quite honestly, I'm a little bit sick of these people, to be honest with you. And that's not even a defense of Conzo Martin. I just don't think every time something goes wrong that you have to act like, well, it's time to just completely move on and fire the guy. Imagine being married to these people. But when it comes to people's actual frustration, well, quite honestly, I'm right there with you. And at this point, if we're being really honest with ourselves, it sure is a good thing that Missouri had a really strong December and an excellent non-conference season because so far in SEC play, really the Tigers have been quite mediocre. They're now 7-7 seven and seven in the conference. That's sort of the definition of mediocrity in some ways. But you look even further in the conference-only statistics, well, the Tigers are not in the top seven in the top half in either offense or defense. They're ninth in efficiency on offense, eighth in defense. Obviously, that doesn't make for a bad team, but it certainly doesn't make for a great team either. We're very much right in the middle of this conference right now. There's no other way to say it than that. And I think after, obviously, beating top 10 Illinois, beating Oregon, you know, there may have been some circumstances in that Oregon game, for instance, that helped Missouri. But, you know, we have seen that this team does have a high upside. They really do. They're the only team in the conference to beat Alabama. So we know that their ceiling is really high. But one thing we've learned these past few weeks is their ceiling is quite a bit lower than I think most of us imagined, too. Now, Mississippi is definitely a statistically strong defensive ball club, and they definitely stifle people a lot with that zone defense, forcing a lot of turnovers. And certainly in a pretty slowly paced basketball game, that last night was... 13 turnovers is probably too many, but to me, it was almost as though Missouri wasn't aggressive enough in this basketball game. Now, quite honestly, Jeremiah Tillman, down at the crucial point of that basketball game, made two of an aggressive pass to Kobe Brown, but this was after a period where Missouri just had had just dozens of possessions that were completely stagnated. Xavier Pinson, in particular, 
just, you know, when he goes into passive mode, it's not good, folks. We need him to attack the rim. He was one of nine from the field, including 0 for 4 from downtown. Importantly, no free throw attempts by Xavier in that game. And here's the thing, Xavier. You have the fastest first step in the SEC. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong out there. If somebody has a better first step in this conference, a quicker first step than Xavier Pinson, I'd like to see that human being. Because I've seen everybody other than Vanderbilt so far, and I haven't seen that person yet. So you know what? You've got a superpower. Buddy, you've got to use it. You've got to go to the basket. I, I just thought... He was pathetically bad last night, to be honest with you. And I like Pinson. I'm a big fan of his. You guys all know this. But I don't know what his deal has been the last couple games, to be honest with you. Last night, listen, it's one thing to go in, take your shot, and miss. But it just seemed like he wasn't wasn't putting himself in a position to play winning basketball last night. That's as simple as I can put it. It just didn't make any sense to me. Why he was so passive, I, I just don't understand it. I really don't. And unfortunately, while Pinson is certainly an up-and-down player at times, Drew Smith tends to be much more consistent, but even he was off last night going 3 of 12 from the floor. You know, at one point, Missouri trying to break through that matchup, 2-3 zone, put Drew Smith at the high post at the free throw line. He catches the ball with maybe about a minute and a half left, turns and just fires, fires away and misses from the foul line. You know... That was a shot to me where we were just searching for something, for anything, for any kind of open shot. Because on paper, while that wasn't a great shot, compared to all the other shots we were getting, it really wasn't that bad. And sadly, if a turnaround jump shot from your point guard from 15 feet is as good a shot as you can hope for, well, that kind of tells you where Missouri was offensively yesterday. And quite honestly, I'm tired of watching this team get stymied on the offensive end, and Conzo Martin having absolutely no answer for it whatsoever. So you know what? I do have some definite criticisms of Coach Martin, and frankly, some on the other side as well. I'm not really sure what Kermit Davis was doing offensively either. But before we get there, let's talk a little Built Bar, which is the best-tasting best protein bar on the market and let's be honest, you guys want something tasty for your treats. You don't want just a, a pound of elk meat or something, right? You don't want pulverized game, for instance. You want something tasty. So that's why you go with Built Bar with all kinds of great flavors, including, well, the crunchy peanut butter and, the, frankly, the coconut brownie. Well, those are probably my two leaders in the clubhouse at this point with Built Bar, but these things aren't just tasty. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Great for that keto diet. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, well, unfortunately, Tiger Woods was hospitalized after a car crash early Tuesday morning. Peter Bukowski has all the details, so get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. You know, when Eli Drinkwitz was hired about a year ago to be the new coach of the University of Missouri football team, well, I had to pause and look in the mirror for a second because... 
Eli is about four or five months younger than this here podcaster. So I had to think, gosh, this guy is uh, quite a bit more successful than I am. I feel pretty good about myself most days, but man, Eli, you're kind of killing me here, pal. So I've thought about Eli on occasion and just, you know, possibly where my career could have gone if I had taken a different path. And just reading about Eli, I think one thing I've realized is, well, if you want to be successful at something, start early. And certainly Eli did that. He started coaching very early in life. In fact, was coaching, what, junior high kids or something like that as his first job. So obviously nobody starts at the top. But as long as you start young, you keep hammering away, it's amazing where you can go in, say, 15, 20 years, right? Well, certainly that's got to be the case in college basketball as well because, quite honestly, last night I watched a couple head coaches who didn't really have a whole lot of idea what they were doing offensively, in my humble opinion. Now, honestly, Conzo Martin, if, if he can't solve a 2-3 zone at this point, I don't know what to say about his X's and O's acumen because there's not a lot of evidence that that is his strength. I'll just put it as nicely as I can. Then on the other side of the ball, you've got Kermit Davis, who, for whatever reason, I've now watched Ole Miss three times. And Romello White, I promise you he is the Rebels' best player. And he was really good when he touched the ball early in that game yesterday for the Rebels. But for whatever reason, Kermit Davis cannot figure out that their offense should largely run through him. Am I the only one in the gym who sees this? I don't know. Regardless, my point is, is while, yes, you can hear in my voice that clearly I am a little bit frustrated with Conzo Martin right now, but, gosh, when you compare him to the rest of college basketball, see, this is where Mizzou fans sometimes get a little bit lost because – For the most part, we follow Mizzou obsessively, but not necessarily the rest of the college football landscape, the college basketball landscape, I should say. For instance, you take John Calipari, right? One of the greatest coaches of all time, certainly of the last 25, 30 years. Well, he is also not exactly a great game coach, in my opinion. He's not exactly Mr. X's and O's. I've seen Kentucky with their overwhelming talent I've seen them get stymied offensively at times as well with Calipari seemingly having no answer other than just run our usual dribble drive sets now my philosophy not as a basketball coach but just as an observer of the game is that when your offense is stymied when things are going poorly that's when you need to get back to your bread and your butter and unfortunately in the game yesterday well You saw that matchup 2-3 zone. They're always going to be bodies in the post around Jeremiah Tillman. Well, to me at times, they still needed to set more high ball screens, maybe on the wings, kind of mess up that 2-3 zone coverage, cause the guy in the middle to have to help come up, get behind that defense. I just, what is Missouri's bread and butter? Other than just giving the ball to Tillman, what is it? And that's something that by this point in the season, they should have figured out by now. And speaking of Tillman, now that I'm thinking about it, was it not astonishing to see him miss another dunk yesterday? It feels like that's at least the fifth or sixth dunk that he's missed this season. And that one was really inexcusable. I mean, he was wide, 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 wide open. 
I don't even really have any tips or tricks on finishing dunks for Mr. Tillman. I wasn't that kind of an above-the-rim player, believe it or not. But I don't know. Certainly when you're missing as many shots right at the rim as Missouri did yesterday, tough to win. That's for darn sure. And, well, I also heard, speaking of Tillman once again, that Damian Fishback was on the announcer's desk yesterday. Well, I guess there is no announcer's desk. He's at his own desk at home, I suppose. But Damian Fishback said at one point during the broadcast, again, this is secondhand information since I was in the arena, but he said and then later doubled down on the fact the Tigers are better on defense with Parker Brown in the game instead of Jeremiah Tillman. Now that, my friends, is maybe one of the worst college basketball takes I've ever heard. And honestly, Damian Fishback, it'd be one thing if you were a national guy and you hadn't seen Missouri that much. Maybe I'd give you a pass, but you've done plenty of our games. How can you be this bad at your job? My goodness, please hire me to do his job, SEC Network. Hey, Disney, I've got a clean background, I promise. Hire me. I will be better than Damian Fishback. What is this guy doing? What is he even watching? I'm so confused. I mean, the SEC announcers are bad. Damian Fishback is ridiculously bad. He's just friggin' awful. I, I don't want to hear from him anymore. Sorry if that sounds harsh, but that's exactly how I feel about him. And I want to mention Kobe Brown trying to single-handedly will Missouri back into this basketball game at one point in the second half. But you know what? i got to hold myself accountable. I really thought the Tigers had a good shot at covering the three-and-a-half-point spread brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag yesterday. But you know what? It just wasn't meant to be. But you know what? It's easy to complain at the podcast host and say, hey, man, your picks suck. Well, let's see how good you pick. Let's see how good your picks are, I should say. So don't say on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action with me over at betonline.ag. And when you do... Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And if you're looking for some good betting advice, unlike the crappy betting advice you get from me, well, you got to check out Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Lee's been on quite a roll this year, so definitely check him out. Subscribe to Locked On Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And while it does seem like Xavier Pinson almost might be regressing here the last couple weeks as a player one guy who's really coming on strong is definitely Kobe Brown and I thought there was one point one stretch there gosh middle of the second half I can't remember exactly the minutes the minute markers there but Kobe just single-handedly with his energy I thought helped bring Missouri back in that ball game and frankly there were times when Kobe caught the ball in that high spot area, I would have liked to seen him maybe be a little bit more aggressive off the dribble because often that guy in the middle, he's going to have to come pick you up at the top of the key. Well, that's a center, generally speaking, who's going to have to pick you up. Kobe can take those guys off the off the dribble for the most part. So that may have been something that could have potentially solved some of our problems yesterday. Just Just one potential idea there. 
And speaking of Pinson, one number I saw floating around on the Twitterverse this morning was that just the overall plus-minus numbers for the team. Well, Xavier Pinson, the Tigers were minus 15 when he was on the court. When Drew Bugs was in the game, the Tigers were winning by 12. That's a 27-point difference. And while I'm not exactly – I think you got to take individual plus-minus stuff – with a grain of salt, to be sure. I think in this case, that was somewhat illustrative of how the game went when Pinson was in the ball game. You know, I said I didn't have a lot of notes for this game, but one I did take down in the, in the second half, about the 15-minute mark, I said Xavier Pinson has not taken an easy shot yet. And I don't think he took an easy shot the entire game, quite honestly. And once again, for a guy with the best first step in the entire league, to me, that's inexcusable, unless he's hurt or something and I'm unaware of it. Also, Kobe Brown has been doing a really nice job on the glass recently. Kobe was seven rebounds tonight in just 22 minutes. Jeremiah Tillman also pitched in with 10 rebounds of his own, but overall, Missouri just frankly wasn't good enough on the glass, out-rebounded by nine and again, it's not as though Missouri is the smaller team here. In fact, I'm pretty sure Missouri is the bigger team. And also, when you run zone, one of the problems with running zone is sometimes you're not necessarily the greatest at picking up all your men to box out of the paint. So the idea that Mississippi once again beat Missouri on the glass, again, not much of an excuse for that. To me, that's just pure effort, and frankly, we didn't see quite enough of it. Not saying that the guys are lazy. I'm not pointing to anybody in particular. I just think the whole team has just got to be better at rebounding. I don't understand, frankly, why they aren't. Because that was one thing I immediately noticed about Conzo Martin's first team in the 17-18 campaign was how well they boxed out. I thought that was one fundamental thing that he came in, made this team a really good boxing out defensive rebounding team. This particular team this season, though, they've really struggled with that at times, and it may have cost them a ball game or two. Ultimately, though, while this is a really disappointing result, and quite honestly, Missouri is kind of mediocre in the SEC right now, well, the whole season does count. So when you look at the bigger picture, for as many people as I see online who want to push Missouri onto the bubble and then perhaps off of it, way prematurely, the reality is is Missouri is going to make the NCAA tournament. Now, are they falling down the seed line here to a 6, to a 7, maybe to the 8-9 game if they lose a couple more here down the stretch? Yeah, that's absolutely possible. But they could also beat Florida, perhaps. They could win a game or two in the SEC tournament. So there's still a lot to be played here. And frankly, the idea that there's any chance that Missouri's going to what, lose out and then not make the field? I don't really see that happening, to be honest. So let's not fully panic just yet. And with all that said, I will see you all tomorrow, right here on Locked on Mizzou.